0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Emmy winner Kiefer Sutherland performs a live concert at City Winery in Washington, D.C. on March 14th. I spoke with him about his Country Americana albums, as well as his favorite roles from Stand By Me to A Few Good Men, and even his iconic Jack Bauer on TV's 24. Are you talking to me, Jason? Oh my gosh, it's Kiefer Sutherland. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP Radio in Washington, D.C. Jason, thanks so much for having me. How are you? Uh, We're doing good. Where are you calling us from? Uh, Los Angeles, California. Wow, it's a crazy time. I mean, Russia invading Ukraine. And, you know, I I guess we figured we got to have Jack Bauer on uh, as all this world's going to crap.
1: We're watching it as well. And it's just, it's like... There isn't enough stuff that we're having to deal with in the world right now, and and then this—it's—it's it's, uh, uh, disappointing to say the least.
0: It might make uh, an entertainment reporter like myself and an actor musician like yourself on a day like today. It feels like oh, it's you know suddenly it doesn't seem as important. But then the more you think about it, it—it's the most important. The music, your music, your concert at City Winery in DC on March fourteenth. Um, it, it, it could help, it can help all of us heal a little bit. So, you know, th- yeah, t- talk about why music, why music is, is, is a healing force in, in, in crazy times like this.
1: Well, I think, I, I think music and entertainment, you know, they're, they those are forms in which we communicate uh, and that we share experiences and, and comment on shared experiences together. Um, and so those are unifying forces and i think the more we understand that we have so much in common and that the things that we have in common certainly outweigh the differences that we have uh those those you know entertainment can bring us together uh and and i think has been something that has helped us be more peaceful over time uh, than anything else and so so i do i i agree with you i i think anything that can kind of help us understand each other better so that we can come together uh, instead of fight
0: uh, is very important. Absolutely. Um, Well, I, I definitely, I want to, I want to keep, I'm going to, I promise you, I will keep most of this interview focused on the music. Maybe we can bow out with a a movie question or two at the end, but let's talk
1: about anything you want, man. I'm I'm, seriously, I, 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 you know, thank you for taking the time. and, And honestly, you can talk about whatever interests you.
0: Oh, well, we already talked Ukraine. So yeah, we we're, we can cover it all. <laughs> but um but yeah, well, no, let's start with let's start with the concert. Yeah, but I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, we can get into movie stuff a little later, but um uh, a lot of our listeners, you know, maybe they they've seen you on on screen uh, on TV and movies, but they maybe they yeah, I want to introduce them to your great country Americana sound, your music. Um how did you you know, uh, I guess born in, you know, a British Canadian <laughs> transplant to, LA, to California. How did you get into country music and being a cattle rancher and a competitive roping cowboy? Like How, how did you fall, get into that whole scene? <laughs>
1: After Young Guns 1, uh, when we finished that movie, Emilio Estevez had a place up in Montana and I went to visit him uh, and I fell in love with the area and I bought a small farm there. Uh, and And I started raising horses, and that led to raising some cattle, and and that led to kind of learning how to rope and handle the cattle. Uh, And I had a real affinity uh, with a rope, and and I started competing as a team roper. Uh, My partner was a guy named John English, and when we would travel around the country to different rodeos, you know i would travel with these cowboys and this is what they were listening to they were listening to johnny cash merle haggard waylon jennings chris christopherson willie nelson uh all the kind of original outlaw country stuff and uh and i just fell in love with it because i think the thing that i've loved as an actor about working as an actor is is being able to tell a story and getting together with a group of people to tell a story uh, and the thing that I loved about country music was that it was mostly told in the first person narrative. Uh, so, for instance, one of my favorite bands of all time, Led Zeppelin, you know, I I, I couldn't tell you what the meaning of Black Dog the song was uh, to save my life. But when I listened to Johnny Cash sing A Boy Named Sue, <laughs> uh, I knew exactly what the song was about. And uh, and I really enjoyed that. And so as a as as a songwriter, uh, I was drawn to kind of wanting to write songs in, in, in that genre, uh, because it allowed me to express kind of my thoughts and ideas in a very direct first person narrative. And, uh, you know, so yes, I found country music kind of as a listener later in my life, but it had a, well, a hell of an
0: impact. Oh man, you're, you're speaking my language and my, my wife opened for the Dixie chicks when she was younger. I mean, my, we, I'm a huge I'm a huge country fan, so I, I hear you. It's yeah, and I and I love the Zeppelin stuff too, and and hell, I was rocking out the Super Bowl the rap stuff like that. Grew up on that stuff too, but there's something about the country storytelling, man. I think you you nailed it. It's that first person's nothing tells a story better than the country. So let's go into some of your storytelling. I know your debut album was Down in a Hole in 2016. Um, talk about putting that together and coming up with uh, Can't Stay Away and Not Enough Whiskey as your two singles. How do you choose that? Those are going to be the two. <laughs> (laughs)
1: Um, You know, it's it's so funny. Uh, I'm certainly aware of the stigma of an actor doing music. So I was kind of drugged into this kind of kicking and screaming. Uh, But I I was dear friends with, you know, for 30 some odd years uh, with a really incredible artist by the name of Jude Cole. And he produced the first two albums that I made. And we wrote those songs together. you know, it, it wasn't until he recorded a few of the songs and, and played them back to me that I kind of made the decision, well, you know, if you can't stand by this, you can't stand by anything. I love the way he made them sound. Uh, so we went forward and made, made the record. And, and, and the truth is, you know, I loved all the songs on that first album. Uh, he was the one who, who, who felt that Not Enough Whiskey was a good song to lead off with. Uh, and so we did, you know, um, uh, we had a real partnership and, and this last record, the the record that we've just released called Bloor Street is the first record I've kind of done without him. I did it with the band that I've been playing with live, uh, for the last seven or eight years. Um, and, 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 and it's kind of much more of an Americana record than it is a country record. Um, but it's it was really jude cole uh who kind of gave me the confidence to kind of go forward with this and i will be forever grateful for that
0: definitely yeah hats off to jude cole and you your collaboration together um so uh, real quick before we move to you mentioned Blue street but really quick double back to the second album reckless and me because i think that like went to the top or number one or number two on the country in, in the uk um well, Open Road. The
1: record in the uk for the year which was uh, certainly you know uh, it was something we were very grateful for we've always done really well uh in europe and and this is the first time we're starting to we've ever charted in the united states so we're very excited about that um you know uh, reckless and me uh was again uh, just kind of an evolution from from the first record jude and i Uh, there were a couple songs that i'd written uh songs like saskatchewan which were dealing with my mom and some kind of and the idea of losing people uh because i was getting into that point in life for me where you know where you where you start to lose friends and you start to lose family members um and and just out of that came a lot of songs, uh, that I started writing reckless and me, the title track, uh, again, just past experiences that I've had. And, and, uh, you know, from rodeoing to kind of just, again, big life experiences. Uh, and we made that record when I was shooting a television show called designated survivors. So it was, it was complicated because we were shooting that in Toronto, and then uh, I would fly to Los Angeles and we would record for two days and then I'd leave. Uh, So I didn't feel like I was completely part of making that record. Uh, I mean, obviously I played guitar and I sang the songs and I wrote the songs, but it was all kind of jumbled up with shooting a television show. So uh, again, Jude put that record together beautifully. Um, and, And it was something that we got to tour on for a year and a half so uh you know and we would we would have these kinds of amazing dates where you know we would sell out shepherd's bush empire in london which was you know 2500 people which was a huge show for us and then we were invited to go open up for muse uh and then go play in front of seventy five thousand people in moscow uh (laughs) oh of, of all places yeah of all places right now so it was uh you know but it was a and helsinki and and riga uh you know we got to play these great shows with them and and so i remember the album kind of most fondly uh just because uh, i love those songs to play live and um and very excited uh with that record for those reasons
0: fantastic thanks for all of that and it's hard to believe they're already giving me the the you know final question wrap up (laughs) As as promised, kept it mostly to the music. Do you mind rapid firing? I guess really quick. Through, if I just don't know whatever the, you want, brother. All right, let's rapid fire. Let's hit some movie stuff for all your fans really quick. Um, uh, Stand by me, your Hollywood debut. How big? How big? How big was that for you to you know get to break in on such a classic?
1: I was. I mean, it's the luckiest thing on the planet, isn't it? You know, I mean, I I remember taking my girlfriend at the time to go see a screening for the cast and crew. Uh, and, and I wasn't very happy with what I did. And I remember telling my girlfriend, I better get another job before this comes out. (laughs) And then it ended up being the biggest film of the summer. So it shows you what I know.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, these, these next three, I'll group these together. All Joel Schumacher stuff, Lost Boys, Flatliners, A Time to Kill, you know, just working with Joel.
1: Joel Schumacher was my friend. You know, uh, he was my boss, but he was also my friend. And uh, Joel had one of the most unique perspectives on filmmaking uh, that I've ever worked with. He started out as a costume designer for Woody Allen and a window dresser for Bloomingdale's uh, and ended up being kind of one of the most prolific filmmakers of the 80s and 90s. Uh, I miss him very much. He passed away a few years ago. but I will treasure the memories that I had with Joel Schumacher.
0: Yep, keeping the rapid fire going, a few good men, Lieutenant Kendrick taking the orders from Jack Nicholson. <laughs>
1: um, again, uh, it's the only movie that I've ever gone in on a day off to watch <laughs> someone else work. Right. And when Jack Nicholson uh, was doing the final scene where he says, you can't handle the truth, that whole speech, uh, he did it in two takes, and the only reason he did it in two takes was because I think Rob Reiner didn't want to make everybody feel like they wasted their time in the morning and came in for one. Uh, Jack Nicholson was extraordinary. Tom Cruise was extraordinary to work with. Uh, and again, Rob Reiner was my second film with him. I was just so grateful to have the opportunity.
0: And of course, your Emmy-winning role, Jack Bauer in 24, we could use this up right about now. Just, uh, it, What's it like just being tied to a role like that? I mean, that's an all-timer
1: jack jack bauer i mean it, it, again uh i had no understanding uh and and no expectation that 24 was going to become the show that it did uh for me it it saved my life it I, I in many ways i would tell you it saved my career uh and and the character was just it was a character that i loved um it was a i you know i'm not certainly not jack bauer but i i really admired the character's integrity and I really admired the character's commitment, uh, to what he thought was right. And, um, and I just, I love playing it. I, I miss him very much and, uh, I hope he's well.
0: I hope so too. Final one, favorite movie of your dad, Donald Sutherland. Cause I got a bunch. <laughs>
1: my, my, my favorite film that my father made and, and I have a bunch as well. Uh, uh, but I would have to say a film, Don't Look Now.
0: Oh God, I was hoping you'd say that. So Nick Nick
1: Rogue film with Julie Christie. Uh, And I'm not a guy who likes scary movies and it scared the crap out of me. Um, But there's so many when I think of like ordinary people and I think of films like The Eagle Has Landed, Uh, and Eye of the needle. I mean, there's just so many movies, but, but Nash,
0: mash God, he's done so much. And and
1: mash. Absolutely. I mean, he's going to smack me across the head if he hears this and I forgot about mash. Um, (laughs) but he's made so many incredible films and, and, uh, but I think don't look now, uh, is one of those rare moments, uh, where, you know, as an actor, I'll always categorize film in three categories. So you have movies, which are fun to go to and eat popcorn. And then there's film, and it requires a little more thought. And then there's cinema, which is the true art uh, of filmmaking. And, and I think Don't Look Now uh, actually encompasses all three. Um, yes. It was a really rare, rare thing, but I think it really is a piece of art, and, uh, and I think all of the people involved should have been really proud, uh, and I certainly was very proud of my father for his involvement in that film.
0: Yes, absolutely. The perfect marriage of the roller coaster entertainment ride and also the art combining for cinema, like you're talking about. It, it, it it's rare that a filmmaker does that. So, man, Very, man that's that's amazing. Well, thank you. have been more than generous with your time. We really, really appreciate it. And you know, we even got some stuff with your dad. Who who you mentioned a boy named Sue, a boy named Kiefer. like he, yeah. <laughs> he named. I think it was after his first director, right? Yeah. It, it's
1: Kiefer. not a mistake that I chose that song. <laughs> <laughs> In love with a man like Kiefer and you better start to develop a right hook.
0: Yeah. For the gravel in your gut and the spit in your eye. Cause I'm Donald Sutherland who named you Kiefer. <laughs> yeah, that's very well done. Good for you, Jason. It's a badass name, man. It's, it's great. And also from, I'm a twin myself. You're a twin It's from one twin to another, I, let's bow out on that one. What's it like? Do you guys have a special connection?
1: <laughs> we do. I mean, I, I just, you know, uh, We've been together since, the, since day one, and I love her more than anyone, and uh, so we have a connection like that. We don't read each other's thoughts and do all of that kind of stuff, but um, so it's, it's not kind of the, the freaky stuff, but, but you know, I, I, I love my sister to death, and, and uh, she's my best friend.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much. We covered a lot in a little time. It's uh, Kiefer Sutherland City Winery in D.C. on March 14th. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolute pleasure,
1: man. Have a great, great day. Stay warm and have a have a great, great, great day.
0: Will do. We really
1: appreciate it. Very hey, welcome, brother. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon.